0: Unscripted Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Dan, and I'm here with the man who can barely finish a sentence, let alone his own story, Doug. Yo. <laughs> and uh I'm here with E-Nasty, Eric. How you doing, Eric? What's up?
1: How's uh, so everybody's crazy. week?
0: It was good. It's been a, for the most part, <laughs> it's been a really good week in wrestling. It's been a crazy week in wrestling. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk a little bit of current stuff the cody stuff the roman stuff but also we're going to be doing because doug's running the show we're doing the personal rankings why don't you describe what that is
2: today? all right so basically a few uh few weeks ago in uh the um in our facebook group uh wrestling through the years i did some battle royals the five winners of those over the top battle royals ended up being roddy piper Uh, Razor Ramon Magnum TA AJ Styles And the Macho and Randy Savage Uh, So we're basically We're going to take those five guys We're going to give our personal rankings But we're going to rank them Based on These five Criterias Their look Their ring work Their mic skills Their iconic moments And how over they were. So they're all going to be, so it's out of 10. Once we give them an overall score, then that's how we rank them from five to one. We're all going to do it, including Clintus, if he ever gets on the damn show. Uh. But uh yeah, so that's basically what we got going on.
3: Sounds good.
2: Um, We are going to do more of these. This is kind of just like a a, a beta test almost to see how well these actually go over. I mean, I think we picked the first, you know, first five right guys. So.
4: Yeah.
2: I love that. I love the idea. Well, yeah. good.
0: Yeah, so this is going to be a big one. But first I we got to, to talk about... That. Yeah, whatever. First, got to talk about Cody Rhodes, uh, and we got to talk about the stuff that happened yesterday.
2: Right. In, in the press con in, in Vegas, it was supposed to be a press conference, but no questions were really asked whatsoever.
0: Yeah. Well, it's a kickoff, Doug. Completely yeah. different. We had a panel of CM Punk, Biggie Langston, uh,
2: Pat McAfee, and Michael Cole. Right. And Pat McAfee, there's no way McAfee was not on drugs yesterday.
0: He looked a little stoned. Yeah. But... uh I really enjoyed watching I, I thought it was a good press co- Or a good kickoff, whatever it was I think it was a good way to get people excited I thought the segment And the way they did the Cody, Seth uh, Roman, Rock Thing was very well done It was And the funny thing is Is that now we know Cody
2: Is going to be in the main event Against Rock
0: Yeah, Because
2: remember, they didn't officially Against Roman, yeah. We they didn't officially announce Rock versus Roman. Now we assumed that that was going to happen. Yeah. Uh, but and you know Rock was on Pat McAfee's show earlier on, and basically was talking shit about all the Cody fans. So for anybody that really isn't hasn't followed what's going on, of uh, maybe you didn't have Wi-Fi in your mother's basement, uh, but. <laughs> So last week on SmackDown, Cody comes out, tells Roman Reigns, I want the universal title, but not at WrestleMania because I've been taking counsel from people, including a longtime friend of yours. Rock comes out, so now everybody thinks, you know, it's pretty much being said that Rock has taken the match from Cody at WrestleMania. Uh, So they're like, yeah. Well, over the weekend, there was a uh, a lot of outrage. And they started the We Want Cody movement on Twitter, right? And everybody's talking shit. So Rock yesterday said that, uh, called those fans Cody's crybaby. <laughs> and Monday night, even though Rock wasn't in the building, there was a lot of Rocky Sucks chants. Yeah. So. Everybody was wondering, are they going to pivot? Are they going to stay the same? Because Ari Emanuel and Mark Shapiro, the two men who run, who are basically up at the top of TKO, uh, one is the CEO. The other one, I believe, is the uh, – or like they both hold high titles. I don't know which one is which. But they basically came to the, they, they came to the decision that Rock gets the match. That's how they got him on the board. Because it's in Rock's board contract that he gets the match at WrestleMania. No questions asked. Well, uh, there were no questions asked by the uh, by the uh, fans online. There was more statements of Rocky sucks and we want Cody. Yeah. And then some people were taking it too far. Or it was said that some people were taking it too far.
0: I, I know. I know. But Rock's daughter, for what she said, that she was receiving death threats, whether you believe her or not, that's not up to us. And it's also... uh, If they they were, those people are are wrong. I don't know her to call her a liar. So we're not doing
2: that. Well, no, I'm not calling her. What I'm saying is that... Here's my theory. My theory is because her father, you know, plays into all that shit. Her father probably told her, say, you're getting death threats. Yeah. So maybe we we can get some sympathy. Because I bet you he did not want, because Shapiro and Emmanuel did not want to pivot. So he probably was hoping that maybe it could balance things out. Yeah. If she said she gets death threats. Yeah. Then people will stop and this We Want Cody movement will go away. Because that does sound like something that, you know, could happen. Now, what I do believe that there are sick people out there.
0: A hundred percent. In today's society, I totally, totally believe something like that can happen. Yeah. And just with bots and angry, and you think about bots, you think about casual people that just like to spread negativity in this world, which is 80% of the internet. And then you think of wrestling fans that woman has received death threats. Yeah, there's not an if and or but about it. In my head, I, I, you know how these people are; they suck. Yeah. I know we're making a podcast for them, and I love them, but they kind of suck too sometimes, especially when they're really no, no, passionate. I, I
2: agree with that. I'm just saying is that there is another possibility. Uh, yeah. Is it is it right? More than likely not. More than likely, yes, she did this. This received death threats, and that is not okay. No. But. I'm just saying is that, like, sometimes people go, will go pretty far. I mean, look at how far that idiot went to try to
0: control DC. DC?
2: Yeah. The DC universe.
0: Yeah.
2: I'm saying he could go pretty far.
0: I so you were talking about Daniel Cormier. From... No. Uh. Yeah, but... I don't know. Maybe maybe you're right, but I think you're wrong. <laughs> well, and, and that's fine. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's made... You don't have to make
4: up that you're getting death that, threats. Right.
0: Yeah, just, I mean, what heat does that really give?
2: I don't... I, again, that was just speculation, because to be honest with you, she's in a situation... She is in a situation in a program right now that she is not that she is not ready for.
0: No, but her dad's I, on the board.
2: Her dad's on the
0: board. She, she, you know... But even... Let's be honest. Even more so. She doesn't deserve... I mean, a lot of people are saying that more so. So those fans are going to be like, you don't deserve this, fuck it. You. you know what I mean? Right, she still doesn't deserve, to have, doesn't deserve to have death She doesn't deserve to have death No. The, but the thing is, she's
2: young. She's 22 years old. Yeah. So she still has time to get better. Should she have been given the position that she has right now this early? No. Not
0: at all. But,
2: she is, uh, but she's got nothing to do with this. And I'm not saying it's 10 death threats to him. If anything, just go on Twitter and call him a cock-sucking butt-sucker.
0: That's what you did.
2: I called him a bald (laughs) butt-plug.
0: The thing is, though, and now that we're talking about it, I enjoy all this, and I enjoy what he's doing with it. And I feel like he's probably the one that saw the reaction and said, hey, let's go bad guy, oh, like no, he did in
2: 98. No, it, it is 100% him. The whole pivot is him. Because Ari Emanuel and Mark Shapiro are businessmen. Yeah. They see money in Rock and Roman.
0: Yeah.
2: All right? And they have that line of thinking of we'll run with it, eventually – they'll uh eventually the people will come around yeah what they don't realize apparently they haven't watched wwe because vince had that same attitude and the product stuck for 10 years yeah okay but they had that mentality mainly because in ufc people get drawn to stuff because you can make money off it yeah and rock is a big money maker the issue is, is that you are screwing over one of the most beloved baby faces right now. Yeah. Uh so they're more behind him than they are Dang O'Brien, mainly because he's also a better in-ring worker than Dang O'Brien. Eric, I'm sorry to say that, but not really. Uh but uh,
0: I mean, yeah, he who Cody? Yeah. Yeah, I I think when you pivot and when you listen to you, I don't think you can always listen to the audience sometimes. I but I think it is a major part of uh, running a great company. And WWE has always been accused of being out of touch in some areas. I think they're showing how in touch they are as making this mo- and Rock for being a heel for the first time in what twenty one years, two thousand three. Yeah, about twenty one. Yeah. So for. De- He's such a natural at it, and even though you can tell that he's used to okay, Clintus in here. Uh, even though you can, Clintus, welcome to the program. Uh, we're we're talking right. about the Cody stuff. I know you watched okay. it because I watched the Facebook link that you. Uh,
3: mhm.
0: Very good stuff. Did did you enjoy it as much as we did? Yes, I did. All right, sweet. Yes,
3: I really did. Yeah.
0: And The Rock, to me, for being a heel for the first time in 21 years, to me, he was really putting it on thick. And he was doing, like, all the shit, everything was done right. From Cody being like, you guys say you're doing it ahead of the table, but you haven't been doing any of the cooking for two years. Great line. Yeah. Fuck it. Even what Roman said to him about being irrelevant, you're letting down, you're, ba- you're embarrassing your family. Like, Roman was fired on all cylinders. Rock came out, and when when the camera is on Cody and Roman, and then you just see Rock walk up. Like there's just so many iconic, kind of cool moments within that. And then Rock saying, "You're dissing my ancestors. You're fucking with my blood." Yeah. And that smack. Oh my God, that can take most grand. That can knock most grown men out. Yeah. That
2: smack. And, and here's the thing: the fact that he left with Roman. So now the fact that he's saying him and Roman were going to be a big WrestleMania match is no heat to the match now because they're getting on the, they're on the same page. Yeah. They're on the same page. And about that cooking line. Somebody is cooking because Haman and Solo Sokoa are eating something. Yeah, and I don't think it's ash. <laughs>
0: well, well, it well,
2: that's what Jimmy Uso's eating.
0: But uh, well, that's a lot. Yeah. Uh, but uh, no, I thought it was just so well done because not whether we get Rock special guest referee or we. I say you just go ahead with the triple threat. I love Seth Rollins and I. And I understand. I feel like they might. Try Why the work hell them was in, he there? I don't know. Just to have Cody like not him. but and I liked even Seth going in. Oh, you think you can do whatever the fuck you want? And, and Rock's like, Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, No, you can't. Rock's like, Yes, I can. And it are just...
2: building to a tag match. Everybody thinks they're building to a tag match at Elimination Chamber. What you're forgetting is Seth Rollins has ligaments torn in his knee that will be ready by WrestleMania, yeah. not Elimination Chamber.
0: Yeah, he's hurt right now. So I I like the you said something the about doing summer's you said something about doing a tag on night one and then doing the title match on night two. I don't mind those 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 ideas. But to me, you have this heat and you have this big momentum right now for one thing. I don't think you can separate it into two things. You need to blow your load on one match. And I think you do the triple threat. Even if you have Rock and Roman enter together, I'm still so cool with that. Yeah. Them walking out to the head-of-the-table theme music, fucking like how they were walking yesterday, that's badass. And then you have Cody come out to the American Dream music or something. That Like, this sets the stage for one of the best WrestleMania main events of all time. And
2: the thing is, the reason why I said the tag match is because I really do believe, even though the tag title match, main event in night one last year, They want to do something special for for WrestleMania 1, right? Because it's the 40th WrestleMania.
0: Yeah, and Triple H did mention, like you said. He
2: mentioned the tag match.
0: Yeah. And a tag match that had no titles whatsoever
2: headlined WrestleMania 1. Yeah. So (laughs) it is possible. But what's also funny, too, is if they go through with the WrestleMania, if they go through with the Triple Threat match for night two, WrestleMania 10, they had that convoluted situation. It wasn't a triple threat, but both guys got the shot at Yoko. Yes. WrestleMania 20, you had Triple H, Ben Juan Michaels. WrestleMania 30, you had Goatface, Batista, and Orton. Mm-hmm.
3: So it's Why do everything I keep calling him a Goatface? Huh? Why do I keep calling that man a Goatface?
2: Well, because at the time he had the face of a goat.
1: <laughs>
0: Was that Danny oh, Barnes? Yeah. He is the greatest of all time, isn't
4: he? Uh, yeah. No. 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 Uh,
2: so, but, so every 10 years you're doing a triple threat main event anyway.
0: Yeah.
2: And this would be the biggest one.
0: Yeah, this would be huge.
2: So I I could see it happening. The only reason why I mentioned the tag match is because I don't know what the hell Seth Rollins, L. Seth Rollins would do. They're talking about Drew McIntyre. No. <laughs>
3: Well, I think Well, what I understand with the tag match, is, it's, it's a way for basically um, for easy setup for cash-in for Damian Priest. You get oh. Seth to do a little bit after the match. Then you get Damian Priest in to cash-in on, on Seth, and he takes on replaces Seth for the world championship for night 2.
2: That's actually not a bad idea either.
0: <laughs> no, it's not a bad idea. It's not. Uh to me it's like but to me you got to have Rock and Roman only enter once. Yeah. To me it's a, that's why you can't do elimination chamber. You can't lose the shine of what we have. And right now we have a lot of shine on Cody, Rock and Roman. Well, first, you got a lot of shout on Rockies. You got a bald head. No offense to Seth, You got to do something to make that title mean something. So you got to give him something else. Well, it, 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 it should kind of, have been Punk. I know, but he's all. Well, I'm
3: sorry. That, to tell you the that World Heavyweight title meant nothing after, last, after Friday night.
2: Roman's buried yeah, that title yeah. so badly. You know, Man <laughs> it, it Bun Ring was, to the point was that doing the same it, fucking it, thing. It the title was like, go over there with the consolation prize belt. It's like, dude, you carry a fucking title that you defend five times a fucking year. Yeah. All right. Your belt means shit. At least Rollins defends the title, you know, at least twice a month. Your belt doesn't mean a fucking thing. The only reason why everybody says, oh, the undisputed universal champion is because you've held it for 13. For 1300 days or whatever the hell it is but the only reason why you held it for 1300 days is because some jackass when not shitting on people's heads was running the fucking company that's the only reason why is why people are talking about your belt is because you've held it for so long people used to make fun of that goddamn thing
0: what the universal yeah
2: thing? because when it first was made and it was the raw universal title all right, it, it, people said it looked like
0: a Fruit Loop or a Fruit roller Well, yeah, but he had, the, and that's the thing about WWE and always doing undisputed matches and then making another belt. <laughs> and it's like it's the one like chink in their armor of storytelling that they do all the fucking time in the brand extensions. Well, when and... when Jackass won the title
2: from Rock, they didn't expect him to become a part timer right after. And Then that was st- well, actually. It, I kind of expected because that's when morale was really low in the company. Yeah. Because that's when Vince was at his worst, and he fired Shane because, you know, people and the board was hoping a McMahon would go. Yeah. Uh, And Vince wasn't going to fire himself. (laughs) So he fired Shane because the Royal Rumble came off like shit. Nobody was happy with it. Uh, They were losing, you know uh the stock was going down majorly so he's like i'm sorry shane you gotta go you goes, dad it's not my fault you booked it
0: well i can't fire myself pal <laughs>
2: uh uh you yeah. won't have to worry about that vince because ari and mark took care of that for you
0: yeah and his legacy is crazy right now yeah uh, his legacy is tarnished oh yeah probably ruined forever but uh you know, we all still love WWE. And I I think that what you got right now, you can still... It sucks that CM Punk got hurt. Because that's how you make Seth Rollins in that world title legitimate. Right. And, As and you do those two plan. on night one. Yeah. That's not really their fault or anybody's fault. Well, it's... Well, it's kind of Drew's fault.
2: Well, yeah, it's,
0: it's Drew's fault. Uh, Drew hurt him. Yeah,
2: because the thing is, is that... CM Punk is a fragile fuck. Every match he has competed in, or every big level match where he's had to go more than six minutes, he has hurt himself. Whether it be, you know, the match where he beat Hank, or or no, it was a six-man tag against the ass boys. Uh, You know, Billy Gunn's stupid ass kids. Yeah. All right. He heard, well, actually, no, it wasn't even in the match. It was doing a stage dive. He landed on his foot wrong. Yeah. And then when uh, he uh, tore uh, a bicep or a tricep in the match against Moxley, it was doing the dive through the ropes.
0: He's getting old. Like he said, I'm old, I'm tired, and I work with children. Yeah,
2: and ages. you're stupid for doing dives at your age.
0: Yeah. The. The Royal Rumble was fun, and he brings a legitimacy. I like having Punk back, and even last night, him just being punch somebody in the fucking mouth. He was the be- one of he the best parts
2: of that panel, entertaining to listen to.
0: He is, and I, the line about uh, the man buds. He's like, there's been a lot of man buds since yeah. I came back. And it, did you see the death stare from Rock? Yeah, because well, when he said, "Who wants to see Cody punch Rock in the teeth?" and then you look in the distance, Rock staring right at him. Yeah. Just to me, that's how you set up a WrestleMania main event, and we've seen four, like thirty-nine setups for a WrestleMania main event. And for everybody last week that was bitching, whining, and moaning, me being one of them, that one. Me too. What they're doing right now is good shit, and I'm excited to be on the ride. I wanna, I'm excited for this episode, but we got to be done by eight because we gotta watch
2: SmackDown. All right. Well, yeah. So you want me to get into it cuz
3: it's already
0: 6- Yeah, I got 6- all the rank. I got it on my phone here. Uh, so we are ranking each of these five gentlemen. Magnum TA from the NWA, AJ Styles, Randy Savage, Razor Ramon and Roddy Piper. And uh, we're ranking them. And by the way, for AJ's the only one still breathing. So I do want to say RIP to all No, these Magnum's people. alive. Oh, Magnum's still alive? Yeah. Okay. So, two out of the five are still breathing. R.I.P. to Randy, Razor, and Roddy, and it's not like we're ranking them or like being really like being dicks or anything. We're just having fun here,
2: you know. Yeah, we're just basically we're just kind of critiquing. We're going to do this uh, quite a bit. Uh, we got a. It's not like we're here to talk shit about dead people. No, That's we're not, not going to talk shit. We're just basically going to say our personal opinions. And I on have... their wrestling careers. On their wrestling careers. Uh... And just ranking them. And to be honest with you, I happen to have high regard for all of them. Oh, yeah. I like all everybody on the list. I, I like everybody on the list. Uh, Mag, you know, Magnum had his career cut short, but he had a couple of iconic moments in between.
0: Yes. And let's get – and like you said, mm-hmm. our five categories that we're judging these guys on are their look, their ring work, their promo, their iconic moments – and their overness which is basically how over they are how yeah. much does the crowd love them? if they're here heels do they get the most booze if they're baby faces are they beloved yeah. that type of shit.
2: now a couple of clarifications all right one we are doing razor remote not scott hall
0: oh okay okay so we're not doing guys entire careers
2: well because i put him in as razor remote
0: okay we're just so doing we'll, the do,
2: we'll do the the razor part because okay. Razor did have iconic moments. As, he had more sad moments than Scott Hall, which is what I'm trying to avoid.
0: Okay. He had good shit in WCW. I got he, did,
2: he did, but he had a lot of sad moments than Scott Hall. All of his triumphs, I think, were as Razor.
0: Yeah, but you're taking away the end of oh no. Yeah. <laughs> all
2: right, then forget what I said.
0: It's a, it's a good idea, but... Well, all right, yeah, well... Let's do the entire body of work.
2: Okay. And also, when I'm talking look, I'm not talking about six-pack, big penis, uh, or any, I'm talking, well, I mean, I am talking, like, if you have a good body, if, uh, like, your character, you know, your character looks like, you know, yeah. the ring attire, like, yeah. like Savage's cowboy hat and the outfits and all that. Yeah,
0: we all know what the, no one really, talk, it's not, it doesn't have to be the Vince look, you don't have to necessarily be doing 300 steroids and one ass cheek. But it's the, look, do you really want to watch this person wrestle in front of 80,000? It's that type of thing. I think we all understand that here. Well, so, I'm just
2: clarifying because I know our group.
0: I know. And uh, we're going to rank each of these categories out of 10, add them all up out of, at the end, and then we'll see, like, how high we have each guy. Yeah. I'm going to start with look. For We're going to start with Magnum TA. Okay. I'll start with what I think of as look i am giving Magnum TA a nine out of ten. For
3: the what?
0: Yeah, for NWA, uh, the Tom Selleck mustache, the the, the that's why they called him Magnum TA because he looked like Magnum PI. Right. And the fucking chiseled by, for in the era of Dusty Rhodes and Dick Murdoch, <laughs> and the like, you ne- didn't necessarily have to be in shape to be a wrestler. This guy was fucking. He was handsome. He was jacked. He. He had the look to me. The the fucking curly blonde hair. He rode the motorcycle. Everything about Magnum TA just said cool. Yeah. He, if he didn't get in the accident, he would have been the NWA champion, and who knows what would have happened. Magnum TA was fucking, he had the look, in my opinion.
3: Right, so you're giving him a nine.
0: I'm giving him a nine based on look. What are you going to give him? I'm,
2: I'm going to give him, I'm going to go a little lower, but not too much. I'm going to say eight. Okay. I did like the the Magnum look, and I like, uh, you know, the mustache and the leather jackets and the cowboy boots.
3: Yeah. Well, so.
2: But I, I'm
0: gonna say, okay, Clarence, what would you give his look?
3: All right, so out of all these, I didn't really watch Magnum P- P- Ta or whatever. Oh uh, all of them. I don't I, I can't really reach the one. I never really watched or had background and knowledge on like that. Well that's
2: why you ask me to, that's why you should ask at the beginning of the week what the show topic is instead of three hours before we do the show.
0: Yeah, but it's uh, if well, he's, actually, never him, to... he's never seen never seen it. Well you can do your research. Research. <laughs> he's
3: like, What's research? Uh we, we research. You come in school (laughs) now? Do I be great to be on this podcast? podcast Do I get (laughs) that?
0: Move on. All right. Uh, So we'll we'll just for we'll we'll skip Uh, Magnum TA. Yeah. And uh, we'll go right to Eric. Eric, what do you think of Magnum TA's look?
1: I didn't watch him much either, but I, I did. I watched some vi- videos in this before show, so I'm going to try. He did research. <laughs> so look, I give him an eight. True.
0: You'll give him an eight? Yeah. All right. Now we got ring work. I thought he was pretty good in the ring. He had the eighties style, yeah, and he had that n w a style uh I would give him a seven he, his a lot of his
2: matches, especially in the n w a especially when he just had to do the t v matches he'd come in, hit a couple of right hands, belly to belly, that would be it, but he could really work if he if he needed to, yeah, if he was doing like a big like TV match or something like that. So I would give him an 8. Okay. Yeah.
0: Eric, from what you've seen, what would you give him?
1: I, I agree with you, Daniel. I'll give him a 7.
0: Alright. Alright, now we're going to go to his promo. Uh, I thought he was he was decent, but you get overshadowed because you're in that era, you had Rick, you had Dusty. You even had, like, Dark... Like, Arn could cut a very good, dry so promo. Could Tully. So could Tully. All the, all the horsemen could. But even, like, like... Lex could be energetic when he started. You know? So, Magnum TI kind of gets... Yeah,
3: you
0: he gets Hey, lost. guys,
3: I'm going to be right back.
0: Sounds good. And,
3: uh...
0: Right. He's... I think... I would have to give him low because I've heard him talk, and he could kind of hype stuff up a little bit, but I'd I'd only give him a four. Not that he was bad, but he never did anything to rock my socks off. I think
2: as far as uh, his weakest category, it's going to be his promo. I'm going to say five. Because when he could get fired up, especially the stuff he did when he was feuding with Tully, and even back in the old mid-South days, when he was feuding with uh, Mister Wrestling Two after they did their little breakup, he uh, he could get fired up. But I'll, I'll say five.
3: All right, Eric, what would you give? I'm going to go higher
1: than you guys. Uh, from the one time I watched, I give him a seven.
3: Okay.
0: Now, iconic moments. To me, the big one that I can really think of, and this is like a match too, but I think of the Steel Cage I Quit match with Tully. Yeah. To me, that's an iconic moment. He looked badass in it. It was blood-filled. It was cool. Uh, There's a couple other ones, like his stuff with the Horseman. Nothing really comes to my mind too much. I'll let you educate me a little bit. Okay.
2: So going back to his Mid-South Day's, Like when him and Mr. Wrestling 2 won the Mid-South Tag Titles from Butch Butch Reed and Jim Neidhart. Or as uh, Bill Watts would call him, Jim Neidhart, because he didn't know how to pronounce anybody's name correctly. Yeah. Uh, Fucking moron. Uh, Or when he won the Mid-South North American title for the first time, and it was kind of like, it was an accident almost. when he beat Nikolai Volkov, because he was a rookie still. Like, he was just breaking into the company. And he wins the North American title from Nikolai Volkov, because Nikolai got cocky. So, uh, you couple those with the I quit match, and, uh, you know, again stuff he did with the Horseman, his best of seven series with uh with Nikita. Uh you know, also how far him and uh Ronnie Garvin made it to the uh the Jim Crockett senior Memorial Cup in eighty six. Yeah. So he's had really good moments and really good matches. If you're asking me about iconic moments, just the cage match by itself? To me, that was
0: a big one for me. Because, yeah. like, when you think of iconic moments, I think of something that maybe not casuals, but especially it's an iconic moment if casual people know about it. Yeah. The gorilla press from Hulk and Andre is an iconic fucking moment. But to me, if fans like us really always talk about it, and that's something we go to, to me, that's an iconic moment. When it comes to Magnum T.A., the only thing I really heard the wrestling fans talk about with him is that he's a guy that could have been really good, but the motorcycle accident kind of hindered his career. Right. So that's why I'm not trying to give him nines, 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 because I don't think – out of the five, if I'm putting together a Hall of Fame, he's the last one on. And I'm not trying to be a dick. I like Magnum. Yeah. But – all four of these guys besides him have, to me, have done a lot more for the business. Not that it's his fault. I think his time got cut short. But Magnum TA, that that steel cage match is something that I remember watching as a kid. I remember hearing people talk about it. I remember seeing legends and Hall of Famers and shit talk about it uh, later after the fact. It's one of Tully's best. So for that, I'm going to give him a five. I'm going to go seven. Okay.
2: Because of the other moments well, that I I think Eric just said six.
0: So you go seven and Enas, you go six? Yeah. All right. Now we're going to go to overness. How well received was Magnum TA? Uh, very. Different. Awesome. Yeah, huge. People loved Magnum TA. They were ready for him to be the next guy. And that goes with his look. He was a handsome cat he was fucking magnum pi baby he 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 would have been the guy to beat flair and probably have a long run
2: that was going to be Starrcade. yeah it's starcade 86 it was supposed to be him yeah but uh he got the he was in the accident so they gave the match to nikita but flair didn't want to drop the title to nikita cuz he's like nikita hadn't earned it cuz nikita was a last minute baby face switch
0: yeah, Nikita really did nerd him. But Magnum TA would have been, he would have been the guy. And people loved him. And people were like fucking coming up to the hospital with posters and stuff when he got in the accident. Yeah. You don't see shit like that nowadays. And people were freaking out because Magnum TA was hurt, you know, in, in the Carolinas and stuff. And it, it was just, he was super over uh, for a short period of time. It didn't last because his career didn't last. Yeah. But I'll have to give... I'm going to give him a six. I'm going to say eight. Okay.
2: Just because of how over he was, especially when you're over big in Mid-South to where, like, you can get people riled up enough. uh, If you're the babyface, you can get them riled up enough to where if you get hurt, they're going to try to kill the heel. Yeah. Then that means you're over.
3: All right.
1: I gave him a seven. over. All
3: oh, right, oh, I'm back. Nice.
0: Very good, because we're gonna be moving on to the next one soon. He gave him a seven. Yes. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So let me do my calculations. For me, nine plus seven is sixteen. Yes. Plus four is twenty. Yeah. Plus five is twenty-five. Correct. And then add a six to that.
2: Thirty-one.
0: So, Magnum PA is a thirty-one in my book. For you, I'm doing all this on my phone, folks. Live radio. Uh, for you, you eight plus eight. Sixteen. Sixteen plus five. 24. Twenty-one. <laughs> this is gonna be fun. Twenty one plus seven is eight. Twenty eight,
2: yep.
0: And twenty eight plus eight.
2: Thirty six.
0: You give Magnum a thirty six. All right. Now E Nasty himself, Eric. He gave the look at eight in the ring work a seven. Fifteen. And he gave the promo a seven. Twenty two. Damn, your math's pretty good, huh? Your iconic moments a six.
3: Twenty eight.
0: And overness a seven.
2: Uh thirty-five. So
0: So 35. I have TA as thir- at thirty one, Dutchie has him at thirty six, and Eric has him at thirty five. You're the highest on uh on TA so far. Yeah. Now let's move on to a guy and I know you've seen a lot of him, Clintus. the phenomenal one, AJ Styles. Okay. <laughs> this is something we can get a lot on. Me going first, and I'm going to be unbiased here, even though he's one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. I I, I love AJ. Yeah. His whole career from TNA to now. The only thing that's kind of going, and we'll start with Look, but the only thing that kind of goes against AJ is right now because he's never been more lost in the shuffle than he is right now. Yeah, they're not,
2: they're not going to know what to do with him. When
0: we saw AJ, we knew that AJ was going to be the one to take the pinfall at the Royal Rumble. Oh, yeah. Everybody right. knew that they're not going to pin LA. They're not going to pin Horton. They're going to have AJ take the fall. That's not good. And I love AJ Styles. And to me, he can. you can always throw him in a main event and he puts on a great match. He can always hold the tight. Ty- like, AJ's the fucking man. But lately, he's faltered a bit. And I don't know if that's his fault. I think there's a lot going on. You got the Cody buzz. You got Punk back. Like, AJ's just not really in the mix as he used to be. But that's okay. Uh, Let's talk about AJ Styles' look. I think he's, to me, and as a kid, that's what got me to him in the first place. I like the hoodie. It's a cat. I like the hoodie. I like the spiky hair. And TNA, I like the phenomenal shit. I thought it was all badass. I thought it all really, really worked. I really did. And now that he's got the soccer mom haircut, I think he looks cool with the gloves. The gloves and then the black jeans now. And if it, I think we can even add in theme music to this because it's all part of the presentation. Yeah. I, I think he's got a great theme song. I think everything about AJ, I, for not being a big, hulking, strong dude, he's got a hell of a look for like a high flyer type. He's kind of a Shawn Michaels type deal. So, I'm going to give A.J. A. Look,
4: Peanut
2: just understood what I felt just a few minutes ago just now. What, Peanuts cat?
1: Yeah, uh,
2: Misty, just, Misty just caught him in the butt. Oh.
1: For no reason
2: at
4: all.
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, what would you give his look? All right, so... You know, back in the day when he was that little scrawny kid but he had like the, the hoodie, you know, the hoodie vest and all that and uh but also I'm also big on on different colors, right? Yeah. And when you have like the different color like types like he did back in the day, uh, that kind of drew me. Now it's either blue or black. But overall, I'd have to give his look a a six.
0: Really? Yeah. All right.
3: I think you just heard his feelings.
0: He did a little bit, but that's okay. All right, Clint, (laughs) what would you give his look?
3: All right, his look, if I see, I'll have to go on a bit. To me, I'm a big fan of his look now that I was in the TNA era like i i like the i like the the haircut the attitude the gloves or whatnot um it started to fit more of his personality than the TNA, um uh, than he had in t n a the long, the longest hair the um uh, to me i think in t n a he was more uh, Fan-driven, but more, but love the sport so much. But to, to me, it's like, I think he understands that wrestling is more like a business and a serious tone of life than it was in TNA. TNA, but for overall look, I will give it, I'll say a seven.
0: Yeah. All right.
4: Eric, what would
1: you give AJ Styles? Uh, uh, an eight. Um, I've always liked his style, uh, from CNA to now, even New Japan. I've always, I've always been a uh, New fan too. So, and I met the guy, so I think he's a cool guy. So I'll give him an eight. I thought you guys met him. Yeah. Lucky bastard. He would be, he would be the type of wrestler I would emulate if I was a wrestler. Okay. all right I like him better with short hair though yeah I can't stand it when he's always <laughs> he's head forward and then shooting it back it looks like he's giving himself whiplash.
2: I can't stand it either but don't because I'm jealous that he has hair
0: that makes sense
3: I'm always telling you to go bald
0: <laughs> all right now yeah me- God did <laughs> Now, to me, the ring work is his best attribute. I think this, oh, yeah. this is what he's best. To me, he's the best on. He's better than everybody on this list in the ring. Ex- him and Macho are so fucking close. Uh, I give AJ a ten out of ten when it comes to ring work. I,
2: I'm just gonna say the same thing, just because of all of it like. He's never really had a bad match. No, even wrestling against guys that aren't like his level. He's had
0: good matches, but like almost. Yeah. It, it it's crazy how and he's had so like cena and from, from and Joe and like he he's worked with some really good guys, he's worked with bad guys, he's got chemistry with all of them, and he's good at me, he's got that player Sean thing of making people look good, yeah, and he, you can nail your shit on him and it looks really well, so uh yeah Ted clarth, what would you give his ring work?
3: I'll give it a ten as well i mean a j is more a person that he he's always great at making not only himself, but his opponents look good in the right.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, Eric. Clean sweep. 8-10. Let's go. It's kind of hard
2: to go lower on, on AJ.
0: Yeah, because he's one of the best ever. I mean, as far as
2: like points go, not like go lower, you know, when I
0: Yeah. It's yeah, he's one of the best to do it in the ring, so it, it is really hard to me. That's his best category, and now I think we're going on to one of his worst, and that's promo. Uh, I think yeah, and to me, because TNA AJ, the promos were not that good. It, he could do funny stuff like when he was a goon for Christian. There was some funny stuff in there, even though it made him look like a dipshit. Yeah, but AJ, he would when he was a heel, he would. Like, he just always came across as whiny, whether he was a good guy or a bad guy. In and, and, and TNA. In yeah. and TNA. In WWE, I will say, it got a lot fucking better. The stuff with Cena in 2016 was perfect. Of him fucking talking about how Cena's never there and turning into a part-timer and stuff like that. That stuff worked. The stuff with the club, like, the promos he cut on The Undertaker and stuff. He can talk a little bit. He's not a two or nothing. He can talk. He's not like a John Morrison that never figured it out. He did figure it out at some point. Yeah. He just, it took him a long time. And in TNA, he never really got it. He wasn't a great storyteller or talker. He was just good in the ring. In WWE, he kind of became the total package, in my opinion. And he was able to articulate and put in good promos. And if he grabs a stick, I'm not like, oh. I'm like, oh, he's going to say something. And he's got more confidence now. He's badass. There's something about him. I'm giving him a seven. I think it's his lowest, but I don't think it brings him down that much. Us, yeah. to be honest with you, to me,
2: the lowest the lowest for me is going to be the look because I want six. This I'm going, this I'm going to go seven.
3: Okay. Quentin. Uh, I want to go probably a seven as well. I think he got better in WWE when it came to mic work. And that's, and that's the only reason. And, and that's the same reason as uh, what you guys previously seen. All right. Uh, Eric?
1: I got a 7-2, but I think he got better in New Japan, and then he got even more better in WWE.
0: You're right, actually. You are right on that. He did kind of work it out more in New Japan. And then well, yeah, because you,
2: you, kind of, you kind of had to. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: He was the leader of World Cup. So. He
0: yeah. was. Uh. Okay, iconic moments. Uh, This is one that's kind of hard. Because he's known for the really good matches. I don't know if he's as known for iconic moments. He's had some really good ones, like beating Cena clean. Uh, the thing with The Undertaker, that to me, that's a moment. and Getting buried in the hand, kind of being out of the grave. Yeah. I think he's done some iconic stuff, but I think it's more in between the ring. And it's more... He's like a Bret Hart that it's not like a specific moment or a specific moment in the match. It's just how he puts it all together in a package. I'll give you a couple
2: iconic moments that come to mind for me too. When he turned, uh, when he turned and aligned with Flair in TNA. Yeah. To me, that was an iconic moment, and in TNA in the early days when they had enough faith in him to name him the NWA champion.
0: When he won the world title off of Jarrett, that was an iconic moment. Yeah. When he won the TNA world title after so many years, he he that was an iconic moment, too, in the four-way.
2: Yeah, uh, which, which is underrated. That uh, It was a five-way, I think. Yeah. Uh, and it was after weeks of we didn't know if, if AJ had it in him anymore. Yeah.
0: That was a really good title win. That was an iconic moment. And WWE, like his his title was a bit good, and he's had like iconic moments, but... I mean, I would say that his Rumble debut... His Rumble debut was pretty iconic. His Rumble debut was pretty yeah. pretty iconic. And the, to me, the the whole rivalry with Cena and the wins and stuff.
3: The
2: rivalry with Cena... Uh...
0: A couple. I mean, I guess it's iconic kind of getting that belt slightly off Ginger Mahal, but
2: It's also iconic that he held it for a year.
0: Yeah. To me, I'm going to have to give him a six on this one.
3: I'm going to go seven. I'm going nine.
0: I'm the lowest on AJ. What you give him?
3: I'm going to eight. He's your guy.
0: I know. I'm trying to be fair. I didn't know I was. Wrong. Yeah, and
2: we're all blowing his load.
0: So, Cleaver gives him an eight. Eric gives him a nine.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Because I I think of the
1: Royal Rumble moment when he came debuted. The big pop. That was a
0: big. That was a big pop. Yeah. That was one of the biggest right.
1: pops in Royal
0: Rumble history. You're right. I'm changing to a seven. My fight, it's one of it's my show. It's our show? All right, Overness. Uh, like I said, right now is the only time that he's really not as over as he always has been, because he's kind of lost in the mix.
2: Even when he came back after being out for a couple of months, like he got a nice pop. He did. It went away when he punched out LA, L.A. Knight in the mouth. <laughs> yeah. But. One thing you don't do if you want a hero's welcome when you come back is punch over one of, punch out one of the most over guys in the company.
0: Yeah, uh, but
2: he's always been super over. I mean, think of how over he was in Japan. TNA, I don't know if it necessarily counts or not because usually they only had ten people in the crowd. Exactly. Uh, but for me, he's always been. One of the most popular guys. A hundred percent. So for me, and I know you usually go first, but since I'm talking right now, I mean, when do I ever stop talking? Uh, I'm I'm just gonna say he's an eight. Okay. That gives
4: him an
0: eight. To me, I'm gonna have to go nine because in TNA and Like, around that time, he was considered the best wrestler to not be in WWE, and, and, like, better than Cena, and, like, a lot of people think that he's, like, the greatest of all time, and, and, like, I'm not only one of them, And, and fan support, like, he was, to me, when I think of AJ, I think of one of the first independent darlings. Cause, and you had Punk, you had Brian around that time too, but AJ was like the guy that everybody always loved. If you, He kept TNA on his back for how many fucking years? How many people, like when he left, that's when people are like, all right, TNA's dead. Him leaving was a big blow to that fucking company. When you can kind of kill a company by leaving, I know they're still around, but they're in front of 10 people. Clint doesn't even get them anymore. Yeah. Not on access, <laughs> but and they just fired the yeah. present. So there you go. Uh, but for Overness, and when he came into WWE, he had so much buzz. He was a baby face that people liked. He was a heel that people liked to root against. He got good booze as a heel. So I'm going to give him a nine.
4: <laughs> making up to six, seven.
0: All right, Clemens, what do you give him?
3: I want you to I'll want give him a die as well. All right. Yeah.
0: Eric, how old do you think he is? I'm giving him my pen. Oh,
4: shit.
0: Eric pen. might have him like die. <laughs> All
4: right. Let's do some
0: calculations. I have his look at... Give me eight. a okay. What's up, Eric?
1: I was going to say, he was one of the reasons why Bullet Club was so popular, too.
0: I, right. I know, I know um, we're going to say. You're right, though. He did have an iconic run there. And the Shinsuke Nakamura match was ten times better in Japan. So Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, all right. I have his look at eight and his ring work at ten. That's 18. Yes. Plus seven for his promo. Twenty-five. Plus seven for his moments. 32. And plus nine for his overness. 41. I have AJ at 41. All right, Dougie. Yep. You got his look at six and his ring work at 10 at 16. Yep. Plus a seven on promo. 23. If you're just making these up, that'd be hilarious. (laughs) Uh, Plus, for moments, <laughs> for moments, you gave him a 7. He's like, 59. 30 and 30. All right. And uh, <laughs> for overness, you gave him an 8. So you have AJ at a 38.
1: Yes. <laughs> I have a 44. There
0: you go, Eric. Doing your own math. Yeah, I already have
1: all the um, scores already myself, I me. Mean.
0: Oh well, cool. Then I'm done writing your shit down because I'm <laughs> fucking working overtime. My thumbs yeah. are getting tired.
1: I'm uh, <laughs> I right. myself, so I I, I, I'm back later.
0: <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, all right. Yeah, of well, course. Clintus gave him a seven on look and a ten on ring work. That's a big old seventeen. Plus the promo, he gave him a seven. Twenty-four.
3: Plus 24. the moments, 24. he gave him an eight. Thirty-two.
0: And his overness is a nine. 41. 41?
2: 41? Yes. So, Clintus and I agree.
0: At 41? No. You <laughs> gave him a 38. Me and Clintus agree.
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, sorry.
0: And I'm not the highest on AJ, which kind of makes me disappointed in myself.
2: <laughs> Eric is. Uh, and I'm the lowest on it. So, you were I the thought lowest on expect... Yeah. Right. I didn't expect to be the highest on
0: AJ. You are Bubba. All right, Randy Savage. Look,
2: I'm just, I'm gonna answer it right away. I'm gonna say ten, especially when he switched over to the cowboy or to the cowboy hat and all the fancy outfits and shit. He is one of the best dressed motherfuckers in the business.
4: Yeah.
0: Well, he dressed like a pimp. Yep. Yeah. And uh, what's that jacket he wears? It's, isn't it called a Canadian tuxedo or something? Uh, him on the beach with that jacket?
3: Yes, yeah, I think so.
0: You gave him a 10? Yeah. I'll give him a 9. I thought he had a damn good look. Especially for the golden age. He's the number two guy, you know? Yeah. Uh, Clintus, what do you give Randy's look?
3: I'll give him a 10. All look. right.
0: Eric, what do you give Randy? A nine. All
4: right.
0: Eric gives him a nine. All right. Ring work? I'm going to go ten. To me, he's right up there. Like, him and AJ are the same. He's one of the best. And for that time when ring work wasn't as important, he was the fucking man. Yeah. Him and Steamboat, still one of the best WrestleMania matches of all time. He could make any, he could make Warrior look good. He could make anybody, he was a good heel, babyface. No matter what he did, he will make you look good. He could look powerful. He was good with Jake. He was good with Hulk. He's a fucking man. Yeah. I, I'm just going to say this
2: right now. Like, I will keep giving explanations, but he's getting tens all across the board from me. Okay. All right. Does that make it easier? Oh, wow.
0: Yeah. Okay. I won't write your shutdown either. Yeah,
1: um, I have
2: nine all across the board, too.
0: All right. Well, can we fucking get through this? We're trying to change time off. <laughs>
2: We got smacked on the watch.
0: You're fucking up my Microsoft yes, Word. Triple
3: H is going to be on there, so yes, we have to.
0: All right, we'll make it snappy. <laughs> All right. So, what's nine times five? That's
2: forty-five. Forty-five. Okay,
0: so Eric gives him a forty-five. You give him a fifty. A fifty. 50. Me and Clint go. Is that yeah, yeah. You guys everybody?
2: are good. Eric and I can go off sure. and get a snack or something.
0: All right. My ring work for uh, Randy is a 10. Clintus, what's your ring work for Mr. Macho Man?
3: My ring work will give him uh, 8. Okay. For me, I think I, I, I like... See, see, Warren's thing. I became more of a Macho fan in WCW version than I did in WWE. Like, I did like some of the stuff of Mega Powers, but I really like the... The muscle man and WCW. The matches he put on was, I think, way more exciting and better than me. All
0: right. So, Clevis gives him an eight. promo to me the oh yeah just he he was one of the best talkers in the business and he could make you fucking want if he was talking about an ice cream truck you'd want to visit that ice cream truck every day uh he's one of the best talkers of all time i think there's still a bit if i'm really critiquing here i'll give him a nine if I'm really critiquing, I'll give him a nine. I don't think, because there are better, but he is, he's right up there. He's really good.
3: I think he's the best promo.
2: Him and Piper, Piper's the only one of the five on this list that rivals him
3: in promo. Yeah. I give he him can, a nine. And I'll give him a ten to tell you the truth. I i love him. Um, uh, Marshall Man's promo work.
0: All right, now if we're talking about iconic moments, he's chock full of them. Uh, the stuff with Jake and the snake biting him, everything with Elizabeth, the mega powers exploding, His top five moments of all time. Uh, Macho Man has been involved in some of the craziest shit. He was like even moments that wasn't directly about him, but he was involved in. He was there the night the NWO started in the match. Yeah, they, they turned Think it about on the him. Po-
2: moments he helped Diamond
0: Dallas Page get over. Yeah, so to me, he's chock full of fucking iconic moments, and I'm going to give the guy, I'm going to give him, oh, fuck, I'll give him a nine, I don't know, I'll give him a ten, mega powers exploding and everything, come on, Quenus, what do you think?
3: I want to agree with you, I'll also give him a ten. Alright. Alright. Um.
0: Now, overness. He was super over in the Golden Age. People love the macho. I do have to... I got to take it away from him a little bit because he was always the number two. He was a hell of a number two and maybe he was just a number two because of booking. But as many kids as were going, oh yeah, came there for the macho. A lot of them were ripping their white t-shirts trying to be Hulk Hogan too.
4: Uh It
0: depends who you liked as a kid, but, and at WCW, there were times where he became a bit player. Uh, yeah. Especially when Hogan wasn't around. He's the only one, like AJ led a company. Yeah. Uh like Magnum T A almost did, but not really. Uh, none of these guys really did. Or
4: uh,
0: Randy Savage, to me, he was super fucking over, and people loved him. But there has been times where his popularity faltered a little bit, and that's just gonna drop him down to an eight for me. I started, people love him. He had the kids. He had every. I fucking love him. But if I'm gonna drop him down in any category, to me, it's got to be this one. Just because there was always other people around.
4: Yeah.
2: No, that's
0: understandable. That's hard, but... I'm only doing this so I can get AJ above him, I think. (laughs) Uh, No, no. I gotta rise up to a nine. Kids fucking loved him back in the day. All right, Clintus, what are you giving him for over? How over is he?
3: I say he's very over to tell you the truth, and I'll have to go and test for that.
0: All right. So you already have him at a at a fifty, Doug. Yeah. Eric got Eric's got him at forty five.
1: Eric's got him at forty five. Yeah. You sure? That's what he said. Okay. Yeah, I'm nine
0: class board. All right. So me. Since I gave him 9 for look and 10 for ring work, that's 19. Plus 9 for his promo. Uh, 28. Yep. 28. Plus 10 for moments. Plus 9 for overness.
4: 47.
0: Macho gets a 47 for me. Now, Clintus gave him a... 10 for luck and an 8 for ring work, that's 18, plus 10 for the promo, which is 28, plus 10 for the moments, which is 38, plus 10 for the overness, which is 48. So Eric went lower. Yeah. Damn. Eric, Eric's the lowest on I much. was the
2: lowest on him?
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: But we all have high scores.
0: Yeah, we all have high scores,
2: but we all scored higher than you, which makes you the lowest.
0: I know. (laughs) He wasn't disagreeing with
1: you. I I went from the highest to AJ and lowest to Randy.
0: (laughs) Yes. Uh, Let's move on to the bad guy, and I'm not talking about me and Doug. I'm talking about Razor Ramon.
2: You said bad, not fat or bald. Hey. <laughs> I could <can> be bald. <laughs> I
0: know, but you got the way you said it, it's like I'm the fat one and you're the bald one. Uh I got you like my five pounds. But Rosa, Razor Ramon, when it comes to look, he had the fucking scarface shit going on. He had the you know, the toothpick in the mouth and the jacket. And even in W C W if we're allowed to judge that, uh he looked good in the... I think the best Scott Hall look is uh, the red the red fucking shit in WCW. Yeah. I, I liked him in the purple in WWE, too, but he looks really good in red. I don't know. He wasn't in the Wolfpack, though, was he?
2: Uh, kind of, but then got... Uh, but then he turned on Nash. Because when the Wolfpack started, he was on sabbatical because he was dealing with his divorce.
0: Yeah. So... Look, because he's, he's a big, tall guy. He's handsome. I'm going to give him a seven. Because to me, he doesn't scream made of enter, but he yeah. does have a good look. All right. So
2: his Razor Ramon look, to me, I like all the different color, like, tights that he were wearing. Like, purple was – he? I really did like him in the purple. I liked him when he wore, like, the light blue.
4: Yeah.
2: And I it, to be honest with you, I thought he he also like when he had the I any mean, the different colors, the different colors were good. Yeah. All right. I I'm, I'm always a sucker for a guy that will wear the different colored tights. So, I'm going to say
4: 8.
0: You're going to say 8? Yeah. Are you sure? Yes. All right, Clintus, what are you going to give him for his look?
3: See, for his look, I think, to me, besides, like, the different color outfits, I'll probably give him a six for his look.
0: Okay. Now, we'll go over to ring work. Eric. All Wait, right. I didn't. I know, Bubby. We're going to. I forgot, because I'm not keeping track on my phone anymore. All right, go ahead, Eric. I got an eight, just like Dub. Uh... Well, I'm glad we caught that. Uh, now let's move on to ring work. Okay. I don't like your attitude today, Doug. Uh, <laughs> something about you. The ring work for Razor, I, I, to me. A lot of people say, well, he could have really good matches when he wanted to, and he would stick up the joint when he wanted to. I thought he was pretty consistent, to be honest, for a very long time. And the WCW, maybe he stopped giving some fucks, and it did get sad at times. But to me, he still put on some really good matches when he wanted to. And uh, in WWE, he, for a big guy, he can make you look like a million bucks. He can put his shit on good. I'm going to give him a nine. I thought he actually had really good ring work.
2: Even in WCW, when it started to get sad, there was points, especially when he was doing that storyline when he was like really drunk. Yeah. He would still have really good matches. Like he had a match with Kidman on a Nitro, and it was like it, the match was awesome. And yeah. that's when like he was doing like the drunk thing. But you know they had a really good match. Of. Uh, as far as his ring work goes, I'm gonna go
3: eight again. All right. Curtis, what would you give him? I'll give him a seven for his ring work. Um, uh, you got you can't take you you great matches. You can't take away that tie, two ladder matches he had with Shawn Michaels for the Intercontinental Championships. Always one, two the best I enjoy watching. Um stuff in WCW is NWO work. Wolfpat. Yeah, I'll give him a 7-4. Alright. Eric? I'm, I'm getting an 8
0: too.
3: Alright. Eric Mini. All right, let's go on promo. Uh,
0: he was a damn good talker, the bad guy. Ayo, and yeah. it, it was one of those things that, like, whenever he walked out, the whole crowd's going ayo. Yeah. And just uh, being the bag and even when he wasn't Razor Ramon anymore, and he was Scott Hall. He still always talked like Razor Ramon, and he he lived yeah. that gimmick for the rest of his career, and it was always awesome. And, uh, Even
2: the, when they told him to stop They're like you can't be Razor anymore Because we don't own the gimmick Yeah
0: He was just a cool guy And, and that kind of goes to the look as well Yeah But uh, he he was a badass And he could really talk you into the building And he could get you excited And for the NWO They would always all talk Razor was the one that you were listening to Yeah, So uh, I'm going to give him an 8 on this one I think it's one of his... uh, Actually, I'll bump it up to a nine. I thought he actually was a damn good talker. I think that
2: this is one of his strong suits, so I'm going to say nine.
0: Okay. Clymouth?
3: Yeah, I'll agree with him and give him a nine as well.
2: Okay.
1: Yep. Nine.
0: I bumped it up to a nine. myself. Nine's across the board. All right, iconic moments. I know this is a crazy one and it, because when it comes to, like, uh, legacy, well, I wouldn't say. I think he's got a better legacy than Magnum. Yeah. But uh, a lot of people, like, might think that Razor was the third guy in the NWO or that's called, like,
4: mm.
0: but to me, for iconic moments, he gets a 10 out of 10. He's got the ladder matches. He's got the formation of the NWO and running with it. He was always there for big-time shit. And even, like, little moments, like the diaper match with the 1-2-3 Kid. And and even, like, didn't Kid beat him once, too? Yeah. That was an iconic moment. Scott, Scott Hall has been a, a part of so many, like, big angles and so much important shit. I got to give him a tap.
2: And what's funny is that how much he's given back to the business, too. Yeah. Like, you know, when he was around, when NXT was first a thing, he would go and do the, uh, you know, the seminars at NXT, and he would go and he would work with people. Yeah. Uh, And also, too, a lot of his times, like, uh, when they used to do the worldwide Disney tapings, or Universal or whatever, and uh, they would ask him, they'd be like, hey, can you come in and do these tapings? Yeah, sure. And he would go and Nash would want nothing. I mean Nash would go but Nash would be like, I don't want to fucking I don't think we should work with yeah, that. Like, I'll go out and do a single. He goes, I'll go out and I'll wrestle. Yeah. You, you want me to wrestle? You want to put my name on the board four times? I'll go out and I'll wrestle four times. Uh but like as far as like iconic moments go, two ladder matches, formation of the NWO, being the third guy Turning on Kevin Nash, which I think was a bad idea, but that's still an iconic moment. Yes. Hitting Goldberg with the cattle prop. I'm
0: saying nine again. You're going nine?
4: Yeah.
0: I forgot he, he was there for the street breaking, too. Yeah. But he caused it.
3: Yeah. I said, All right. was that... Um... I stay with that. And on top of everything else you guys said, I'll, I'll have to give him a 10. Sure yep. i have to give him a
1: 10,
4: too.
0: Okie Overness. How over was Razor Ramon? Uh, I'm going to have to go an 8 for this one because it's another thing like he was a part of the NWO and that was the most over thing of all time as an
3: individual
0: and as an individual by himself, Scott Hall has not always been a household name for casuals.
2: No for wrestling fans. We
0: all love him, respect him, know him. And the NWO was a casual thing and people loved and people loved the AO and, and stuff like that. But by himself, It it needed to be under that group. People brought the NWO t-shirts. They didn't buy the Scott Hall t-shirts. Right. And I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just saying. Uh, And I love Razor, but I think that has to drop him down to an eight. And when he was over in the WWE, that's when nobody was watching. So
2: Uh, I I actually have to agree with you. I'm saying seven. To me, this is his weakest category.
3: All right. Uh, I'll give it a six.
2: I think Clint is on the same train here.
1: <laughs> All right. Eric? Uh, i will give it eight.
0: All right. So, Eric, what, what, what did you have for Razor Remote as a whole? Yeah. Uh, 23. All
1: right.
0: Eric's got 43. Me, I have his look at a seven and his ring at a nine. That's 16. Yep. Plus nine for the promo. Twenty five. Plus ten for the moments. Thirty-five. 35. Plus 25. eight for the
3: overness. Forty three.
0: I have a forty three for Razor Remote. Doug has an eight for look and an eight for ring, which is sixteen, plus nine for the promo. Twenty five. Twenty five. Plus nine for the moments. Which thirty four. Plus seven for the overness. Forty one. Doug has a 41 for Scott Hall. Clements had a, a 6 for the look and a 7 for the ring. 13. 13. Plus a 9 for the promo. 22. 22. Plus 10 for the moments.
4: 32. 32.
0: Plus 6 for the overness, which is 38. Clinth's got a 38 for Scott 38. Hall. Let's move on for our last guy. Let's bang this out in 10 minutes. Uh, the hot rod Roddy Piper. A lot of our favorites.
3: Oh, yeah.
0: I'll start with look. And I hate to say, this is probably one of his worst categories because, especially for the time, he really didn't like, he was just like a a regular look. It was
2: was generic. He had the
0: blue tights and that's it. Like, he, he did, like, it was everything else about him. And he had a funny, like, looking face and stuff. And the bagpipes were cool when he did that. Yeah. But as far as look, I'm gonna to have to give the hot rod a five. I'm sorry.
2: I I'm gonna agree with you, even though like I like the kilt, but he didn't really wrestle in the kilt.
0: No. Clements, what do you give us look?
3: Uh, I want to give it a three. That's being nice. I think. <laughs> Jesus.
2: <laughs> when you get up to heaven, he's gonna poke
4: you in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> nah.
3: <laughs>
4: I'm sorry,
3: I'm not a hot rod fan. I was never really a hot a, a piper a fan. Ever? Never.
0: Okay. All right, uh, Eric. What do you give his look? I guess I'm the highest. I'm in six. All right, Eric is in the six. All right. For ring work, I think he's had some good matches in his time. He had a lot of iconic matches. He wasn't really known for being a technician. No. But he could do the eye poke. He was a good like brawler type, and he always looked strong because Hogan. He never let Hogan beat him yeah. back in the day.
2: And what's funny too is that he could do technical matches with guys like Flair and Bret Hart.
0: Yes. Anybody else though, he would have some trouble.
2: Well, you Flair and Bret Hart were actually two
0: of his best friends, so of course. I'm gonna have to give him a six. I'm I'm gonna say
2: seven just because of his good matches with Ric Flair and Bret Hart. Clements?
3: I'll say six. All right, Eric.
1: Six point five.
2: Really? You're really gonna (laughs) add the point five? You just can't either round up or round down.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. But I remember, I already added my
2: score together.
0: That's it might be on a point five somewhere.
3: Right trying to tell you,
0: the man can have his own score. Six point five. Well, if he's ever if he's adding it
2: himself, then yeah, I forgot that he was doing it himself. I thought. To me, let's go to his
0: best category, promo. Ten. <laughs> best talker, and best heel talker in the best. I've I, never heard somebody, he was the best. And even as a baby face, he's, and you're not going to do the, the no. Mountie promo. We've done that too many times on the show. But as a heel, he was hilarious. As a baby face, he was hilarious. And he he was just a great talker. I got to give him a test. And
2: there was a promo he did on Flair one time. He goes, uh, you know, there's no truth to the rumor that Rick, Flair's girlfriends have called his waterbed the Dead Sea.
0: That's hilarious. Yeah. Eric, you gave him a ten too? Yep. Clement, what do you give him? For promo. Up, okay. So we can all agree. Damn good talker. As for moments, I'm gonna have to give him another ten. He this is the man that was in the main event of the first Wrestlemania that Triple
2: H was talking about. And even going back further, the first Star he had the dog collar match with Greg Valentine.
0: Yeah, he's always been a part uh, a part of important shit. Uh, just that Piper's Pit is the best talk show segment in wrestling history. Yeah. And him fucking with the dude that wouldn't put the cigarette out <laughs> and he hit him with the fire extinguisher yeah. or yeah. Jimmy Snuka and the coconut.
2: Yeah, there's an underrated one where he's talking to Harley Race and Harley Race kept putting over that he's the king, so Piper took a toilet seat and put it over his head.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> he goes, all right, you want to be the king here? <laughs>
3: That's funny. So 10. you give him a 10? Yeah. All right. All my hand.
4: Hand. Uh-huh.
3: Eric gives him a 10, Clintus. Yeah, I'll give him a 10 as well. All
0: right. Overness. Uh Eight. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably... Okay, Eric gives him a 10. Doug gives him an 8. I'm going to have to drop down to a 7. Because he could... Like, you had the moments like when he debuted in WCW and that fucking pop. Yeah. That was big money. And he's had some big pops... And he was a good heel that every... But the only problem... He was a good heel to go against Hulkamania, right? Yeah. My only issue with it, though, everybody was talking about Hulkamania, and no one was talking about, oh, the Hot Rod made me hate him so much, and that's why I like Hulkamania. It was just Hulkamania. Yeah. yeah. He could have been going against anybody. Right. <laughs> yes, fucking uh, Piper made it even better and better and better, but I don't know if he... Like... People don't talk about him like they talk about Ric Flair. The casual audience, right? They should, but they don't. So I'm gonna have to give him a seven. What do you? What do you give him? Uh, eight. Eric gave him a ten again.
3: What do you give him, Moment, I will, I'll give him a seven. All right. So I
0: have the hot rod. His looks of five and his rings a six. It's eleven. Yeah. Plus the promo, which brings him to twenty-two.
2: Twenty-one.
0: Twenty-one. Because you give a a a, ten. Yeah. Plus the moments, which is a ten. Thirty-one. Yep. Uh, that's gonna be a thirty-eight because of his overness at being a seven. So I have the hot rod at thirty-eight, which is low, but I love him still. Uh, Dougie. You have 5 for look and 7 for ring. 12. Plus 10 for the promo. 22. Plus 10 for the moment. 32. Plus 8 for the overness. 40. <laughs> look at us. All right. Quinn had 3 for look plus the 9 for ring, which is 9.
3: 12.
0: 6 plus
3: 3? Oh, 6 plus 3 is 9. <laughs> I, thought you
0: said
2: I, I thought you said 9.
0: <laughs> uh, plus the promo, which is 10, brings it to 19. Yep. Plus 10 for moments, which is 39. Plus 29.
3: 7. 29. Oh, yeah. What 29? Yeah. Plus 7. 37.
0: All right. Eric, what are you giving? 42.5. Where's the point .5 coming from? <laughs> All right. So now let's see the rankings before, I before 5. we get the fuck out of here. I have Magnum at 31. And AJ at 41. And uh, Savage at 47. So far it so goes Savage, AJ,
3: Magnum. Magnum.
0: Then Razor
3: at 43. All right, so then <laughs> Savage, Razor. Hey, guys, I wanted to get off because I want to attend to my nephew real fast. He needs some help.
0: Well, good, Cliff. You're good. We'll, we'll see you next time. Right.
3: See you.
0: Okay, so 41 for A.J., 31 for T.A., 47 for runde and 43. So it goes Randy. I got A.J. third, and then Piper, I give 38.
2: All right, so Randy, Scott Hall, A.J., Piper, Magnum. That's crazy. I know.
0: <laughs> what the fuck? That's not how I feel. <laughs>
4: What did I... They fucked that up.
0: (laughs) All right. uh, Dougie, you had an 8 for T... No, fuck you. Uh, You had 36 for TA. Right. You had 38 for AJ. You had... uh,
2: 50 for Savage. 50,
0: that's your highest. A 41 for Razor. And a 40 for uh, Piper. So it goes Savage, Razor, Piper, AJ, TA. I I had Piper third? Yeah. Oh, (laughs) my God. You and I fucked up. Why? Was Piper one of your favorites? Yeah. You like Razor better. All right. Clintus had... Jesus, who's trying to suck your balls? Uh, Clintus had... Fuck the Clintus had. Oh, I forgot to do all his at the end for... I don't fucking know here. Oh, he didn't do Magnum TA. That's why I, didn't, yeah. <laughs> I was I'm getting lost. But he had a forty-one for AJ. He had a forty-eight for. I need you to pay attention here. Okay. He had a forty-eight for uh, Savage. Okay. So Savage is higher than Savage AJ. I think one. He had a thirty-eight for Razor. So he's third. Yes. And a thirty-six for Piper. So he's
2: fourth. All right. Savage, AJ, Razor. Piper. All right. Now, Eric. I'll go. Savage,
1: Styles. Razor, who am I missing? Piper, and then my uh, PA. All
3: right.
0: So that's our rankings. That is definitely our, yeah, that is definitely our. So who's his top? Savage? I think everybody's top is Savage. Yeah. All right. We all love Randy Savage and everybody else is good, too. Yeah, This was a fun time. I That's enjoyed the why this talks. song, the intro, with Savage. Yeah, very good. Uh, what are we doing next week? All right, real quick.
2: Next week, we're all coming up. I forgot to ask Goofus if he was doing the show next week.
4: Yeah. This
2: is one he actually has to prepare for. Uh. Next week, we're all traveling back to 2005. We're doing WCW reunion show. We're all going to book our own card. We're going to have a judge. We're all going to present our card to the judge. He's going to pick which card he likes best and which card would be used for that reunion show. If your card gets picked, then uh, you run the month of March. Awesome. So that is next week.
1: Can't wait for that one.
2: Yeah, me neither. So we'll just have to ask Goofus Cuddy if he's doing the show next week or not. Should
0: be a good one, and we'll see everybody next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Later. Bye.